right, everybody, welcome back to the Comedy Castle Podcast. I'm Joel Fragamini. I'm going to be your host for this little half hour or so, talking about what's happening this week at the Comedy Castle, including our weekend headliner, Michael Longfellow, talking to me. That's right, Michael Longfellow. The Michael Longfellow from Saturday Night Live. And you'll hear in the interview when I say cast member of Saturday Night Live, and I am corrected. I am corrected, not that he's not on Saturday Night Live. He's a featured player. He corrects me. You'll hear it on the show. It was a fun interview. We'll get into that in a second. But let's tell you everything going on this week at the Comedy Castle. Uh, Big week again. We got shows. uh, As I'm recording this, it is Tuesday, July 25th. And this evening, the Detroit to L.A. Comedy Challenge rolls on the first round of that competition. 7.30 p.m. is the start time of that. You may be hearing this just before that show. Um, so uh, and if you miss this, it's, those are always fun shows. People bringing their friends and family out to support them, possibly winning a trip to L.A. We'll have more of those in August. And then uh, Wednesday, July 26th, open mic night, 7.30 p.m. Uh, real cheap. I think it's five bucks to get into open mic night, isn't it? Yeah. Five bucks. Come on. Come on out. See a whole bunch of funny new comics. As I like to say in the introduction to open mic night when I'm there, mixture of some amateurs and some professionals all doing short sets. That's what open mic night is at the Comedy Castle. And then Michael Longfellow, he's got four shows this weekend, Thursday, 7.30 p.m., Friday, a single show at 7 p.m., and then 7 p.m. and 9.30 on Saturday the 29th. So, again, Thursday the 27th, it starts, and then we've got single show on the 28th and the 29th. Go over to ComedyCastle.com. Get your tickets to see Michael Longfellow. And also, I will personally endorse the opening acts this weekend. Dante, Dante Lillard is your MC. Dante went very far in the Detroit LA comedy competition last year. Super funny dude. And TJ Wari, my buddy from Indiana. Actually, he's from Detroit, but he lives in Indiana now. And TJ is very, very funny. He's a good friend of mine, and I want you guys to come see TJ. And then you see Michael uh, from Saturday Night Live. Now, here's one of the things that I want to say about the interview, and it comes up, and then we'll, we'll, uh, I'll just want to give you some thoughts on Saturday Night Live because I do bring up, hey, there's always criticism of the show. People say it's not as good. There's pressure on new cast members uh, being compared to old ones, and, and we do talk about all that stuff. And... and uh, this is a thing that I've come up with. This is a little theory. I mentioned this briefly with Michael, as you'll hear. But for years, I thought that Saturday Night Live wasn't very good, or at least it wasn't as good as it used to be. And you may also have that similar feeling. You may also think that, you know, uh, boy, I used to like SNL, and, you know, now it's not as good. But, um, here's the thing that I was thinking about because I've read books about. There's a book called Live from New York, and there is um, uh, a lot of documentaries that have been made over the years about what it's like to make an episode of Saturday Night Live. I've heard tons of interviews and even some of them on this show or people that have come to the comedy cast about getting into Saturday Night Live and what it takes to, to be picked as a cast member. And you go, OK, so let's say this show stinks and it's so hard. It's it's. You know, uh, Lauren Michaels, who's been the producer for years and years, they, they, he, should, he should be out. They should get some new blood in there, and it would be a better show. And here's what I'm thinking. 
as a comedian, as someone who has uh, some uh, experience with doing comedy and writing comedy and performing. Making a weekly show from scratch every single week and performing it live on a Saturday night and having that be funny to everybody in the world is almost an impossible task. It is uh, so difficult to do that uh, that the fact that it's funny at all when it is, and maybe it's only a couple sketches a week, uh, or it's the weekend update that you thought was funny. Maybe you thought that their little film or their commercial parody was funny on that week. It's a miracle any of those are as good as they are. Because if you think about what it takes to make that, if you think about what it takes to do something like that, it's almost impossible. It's certainly impossible for one person to do it. And yes, they have a giant team of Saturday Night Live, but that's what it takes. If they said to me, okay, so Lauren Michaels is fired, Joel. You're going to run Saturday Night Live. What are you going to do? I say, if I'm going to run Saturday Night Live, I am going to find the funniest actors, improvisers, and comedians, writers, put them all in a room every week and have them write a show. What you do it on Saturday. And, but that's exactly what they're doing now. Meaning, if I tried to make SNL, the best it could ever be would be as good as it is now. You can't really make it better. That's my theory. That's what I think is the deal. I think Saturday Night just is what it is. They've had almost 50 years now to perfect it, and it's kind of remained consistently consistent or consistently inconsistent. Maybe that's the way to describe Saturday Night Live now. But there are things that you remember, and there's always people that come on it or perform on it that are usually beloved stars uh, for a lifetime. And it's maybe not the whole cast, but it's a portion of the cast. Go back and look at any SNL cast ever. I mean, people talk about the first cast with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd, Gilda Radner, John Belushi. How are they going to top that? And then you got the Eddie Murphy years. You got the, you know, then you get Billy Crystal coming in and you get, uh, it goes on and on from there. Then you get into the Sandler, Spade, Chris Rock, Norm MacDonald, Rob Schneider, John Lovitz. I mean, come on. Lots of people. And even now, I mean, I don't know who's still even on there, but I mean, in recent memory, I mean, Vanessa Bayer, uh, Kenan Thompson. You know, Colin Jost is on there. Michael Che does a very good job at his thing. So, you know, there's always going to be good people. And because they find good people, they find the best people. And they found Michael Longfellow. And yes, he is not a cast member. He is a... <laughs> yes, he's a featured player. But maybe that changes soon. Because and as you hear me talk about with Michael, they put him in some, you know, first... Weekend update of the season, his first season last year. They put him right on there, essentially doing his stand-up comedy. I mean, what an endorsement, you know? Really good stuff. So you'll hear us talk about SNL a lot. You'll hear us talk about his family. He draws a lot on his family comedy. Uh, as you'll hear in the interview, he does a bit about uh, watching online porn for the first time. That is absolutely hysterical. I, I watched that. Uh, over the uh, last couple days here as I was preparing for this interview. And you'll hear him talk about that and the comparisons, you know. 
He does look like Bill Hader. <laughs> that is a thing. Looks like a young Bill Hader. People comparing to Pete Davidson, Norm Macdonald. It's uh, he's uh, he's he could be the next guy down the road. You know, people will be clamoring to get tickets, and he's at the Comedy Castle this weekend for four shows. So come see him now, right? Why not? We talk about the uh, strike too. Not sure when Saturday Night Live's coming back if this actor-writer strike continues. So, listen, Michael Longfellow, a very talented dude, is a fun talk. I'll have you listen. We'll have some thoughts after, all right? Listen to me and Michael Longfellow right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the other end of my line, it's Michael Longfellow, everybody. Say hi to say hi to everybody, Michael. Hey, everybody. It's, hi. It's a pleasure to have you uh, both on Thanks the phone. The Comedy Castle this weekend. It's going to be a, a, a real fun time. Um, I mean, you are a current cast member of Saturday Night Live, which... Featured I, player. Featured player. Oh, I, got, I, I, I have to featured make that player. designation, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we'll get into SNL. I'm kind of a student of SNL. I got questions, but we've had SNL uh, people in the past at the Comedy Castle, but I don't think we've had a current person. Okay. Yeah, that's a cool. That's a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. We get some of these guys. Some guys in better shape than others after doing a tenure on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And with me, anything, it can go either way. We don't know. (laughs) Like you have not, you have not, uh, you have not maybe not peaked and yet you are not on, you you haven't had your decline yet either. Exactly. We're in the middle. We're in the thick of it. (laughs) You are a young man. You have mm-hmm. a, you have a lot to 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 accomplish, and uh, piss away on drugs. No, I don't know. Yes, I there all the opportunity to succeed and blow it. It's all right in front of me. Actually, we had a guy. Uh, I don't know if you know him, but we had this guy John Rudnitsky not that long ago. I who, love John. Do you love John? Yeah, he was telling. He told me the whole story about how he did his. He told it on stage too, about how he did his year and fucked it up. He came in alone, which seems so intense and crazy. Oh, I yeah? can't. I got to come in with three of my friends, basically. Oh, okay. Uh, with Molly, Devin, and Marcelo, and I don't know. We all just at least it was nice to be the new kids and be like, "Isn't this you know wild or something?" Yeah. Whenever we would need someone to lean on. Oh, that's going in there alone. Good God, Lord! <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> But you're already uh, just in, in doing my research for this interview. A lot of comparisons with you and other people who've been on the show. Uh, I mean, that always happens. Yeah, right? yeah. They try to make, but I mean, do you feel? I mean, they're only comparing you to good people like Pete Davidson, Norm Macdonald, Bill Hader. I mean, those big shoes to fill, but it's still pretty. I mean, I'm honored. Yeah, yeah. Because they're all very funny people. Um, I think a lot of it is facial structure. I think I just kind of look like Bill Hader. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. White guy with dark hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, those are great names. It's it's good that they're not comparing me to, I don't know, never mind. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, nobody, nobody knows the people that did make it on SNL. That's one thing, right? That's true. The I guess guy, so, yeah. The guys you never hear from, or they're probably working somewhere. They are I mean, writers. Even those guys, even those guys, like, still did pretty all right yeah. in the world of comedy. All right. Yeah. I, I, uh, 
of a theory, you know, because the thing about SNL is that they always go, you know, oh, it's not as good as it used to be. I mean, they've been saying that for four, forty it's a dead years. show. Yeah, it's not the a show's dead. Yeah. yeah, that always happens. Yeah, because I have a theory about that. Just being a comedian myself and that, and I used to believe me, I would be the first one to go like, oh, it, it sucks now. It used to not be good, but when you start doing it, when you start making comedy and writing jokes, you realize that's a damn hard thing to pull off a show from scratch every week <laughs> live. I mean, it's almost impossible. I, uh, that works at all. It's worked as good as it has. Yes. I can't believe that we do it every week and it works. Um, they have something special going on over there. It's the only live sketch comedy show. So it, it's hard to compare it to anything else. You know, there's no other show that's trying to do. No. What do um and yeah after seeing the process and everything much yeah. tons of respect for it yeah definitely yeah. Um, it's definitely and you process. you came to this mostly as a stand-up comedian i take it then i was pretty much just a stand-up comedian yeah, yeah. And, and do they uh but you still had to audition do characters and that kind of stuff or i mean i have like character stuff in my stand-up not mm -hmm. really yeah. but it was, I just did a couple stand-up sets for him. Okay. I didn't do anything um, out of the ordinary from what I would normally do. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, like, try to make a video of characters or something. Yeah. Uh, which I, I'm glad that they enjoyed the stand-up. I didn't, you know, I always wondered if I should be, like, doing a bunch of improv or something. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. And I would do improv every once in a while. Okay. I just, stand-up was my means of life. Yeah, I get that because as a comic, they told me, you know, early on when I was doing stand up, like, oh, go do improv classes. And I was like, yeah, I don't I, go, I don't think I like that. I don't think I want to work with all these other people, I, I, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then here's my, the guy that mentored me, a guy named Bill Hildebrand, rest in peace, Bill, said to me, I said, do I do improv classes, Bill? He was this veteran comic. And he goes, do you want to split the check five ways, kid? You know, and that was and I go, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> That is a fair point. That is a fair point. <laughs> Just do stand up. I like improv. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Stand up, stand up was a my first passion, I yeah. suppose. And you started in college, I'm reading here. I did. The summer going into college. Okay. Um, I probably started writing stuff in high school, embarrassing mm. enough, <laughs> secretly writing jokes. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm sure when I I remember I had a book full of jokes and I was like, I have an hour of comedy here. I've never performed <laughs> once. Right. And I was like, I've got my first hour pretty much ready to go. And when it came time to perform, I, I was like, I don't stand by any of these words. <laughs> I, I have zero material, I have zero minutes and zero seconds of yeah. material. Right. So did you go to open mic somewhere? Yeah, I started doing the open mics. My mom actually signed me up for a comedy class okay. with one of veteran comics yeah. he would talk about like the guy you just mentioned yeah 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 um against my will i didn't want to do it <laughs> and i thought it was embarrassing and i was like you can't teach funny yeah. all that but it was a really nice space just with me and a bunch of old people that wanted mm -hmm. to do comedy and uh it was a nice i think it was a nice place to start mm -hmm. it's had me they taught me how to like write clean Okay. So by the time I went to the filthy open mics, I was <laughs> at least aiming for like kindness. Yeah. Not trying to be dirty. 
Right. Because dirty, you'll find dirty. Dirty will find you. <laughs> but if you're trying to be dirty, I feel like you just come off disgusting, kind right. of, if you don't know how to do comedy yet. Yeah. Yeah. You want to have a little likability about you. You want to, yeah, just yeah. know how to write a joke before you, like, go crazy on a subject or something. <laughs> but as a new comic, it's like our we want to go edgy and shocking right away. Mm. I don't know. Well, I think it's... Uh... What we think is, uh, what you know, I guess you're, you're revealing things about yourself. And I think especially when you're young, you don't have maybe a lot to talk about. So it's all jer- yeah, jerking off. Yeah, the life you know? experience. Yeah. You have all the confidence. I think my first <laughs> joke was about gun control. And I've never <laughs> written a joke. <laughs> I'm like, this is the topic that will, you know, write a joke about your dog first, maybe. Yeah. Try something else. It's all good. But I think that class taught me how to do that. Yeah. And you, uh, you draw a lot, uh, seemingly from what I saw about your family, your, your divorced parents, your dad, the attorney. I mean, some of this even made it onto SNL on the weekend update spots. I mean, how quickly did you start drawing on that in your standup? Yeah. My poor father. Um, <laughs> I think I started drawing on that pretty, pretty immediately. I don't know why it was just where I, where I, my mind went when I wrote. Um, and my father's also like a funny guy. He's a divorce attorney that's been divorced. That's just funny. <laughs> so he was, uh, I think my dad was my first, first few jokes and he continues to be in the act to this day. <laughs> that's cool. I, I, yeah. Um, did they, do they ever say, Oh, that's, uh, you know, why are you making that stuff up about me? Do you, I mean, I take it a, at least, it's true, but is there some exaggeration where the you know Jay might say, "Hey, man, you know it's not really how that went down"? Or, um, I keep it pretty nice yeah. when I write about my. I am definitely, you know, there's no glory in like writing a joke about my dad that he he's like the guy I'm trying to impress. Yeah. So he, if he hates it, what's the point? <laughs> but yeah, there's been some times where I'm like <laughs> a little scared of doing it but he's never made me feel any sort of way um and yeah i keep the jokes pretty i kind of just say stuff that happened so it's not a (laughs) i'm sure there's some exaggeration but nothing crazy nothing like looney tune um but yeah i i don't know i i'd i'd be so curious to see how he actually feels about i won't know it unless i have a son that tells jokes about me someday (laughs) how he truly feels. Yeah. I mean, that stuff, I don't want to, I don't want you to do your bits if you're doing them this weekend, but the thing about your dad catching you watching porn, oh my God, it was unbelievable. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll be doing that one yeah, this okay. weekend. It's yeah. changed a little bit Ugh. since I, but uh, yeah, that's um, a good, <laughs> hey, and apparently a lot of people went through that. Everyone comes up to me after the show and is like, that one really, you know, <laughs> The computer room was a thing. The computer room. It's yeah, not a thing all... anymore, I don't think. I don't know. I don't have kids, but I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, I don't even know if PCs are really yeah, yeah. other than gaming. Right, yeah. They yeah, really I, I have that, but I do a show like this, too, you know, like I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Actually, I don't. I just have a laptop. <laughs> yeah, old people have laptops. I don't have a PC. I guess, I guess you, you steal... Uh, Mom, can I borrow your phone? <laughs> you know, is that is that what happens now? I guess so. Or you have an iPad by <laughs> the time you're like four. Yeah, that's true too. They give you a phone. My goodness. 
So I'm, yeah, fi- I'm, fi- I'm 51 years old. If they had given me a phone with the stuff that you have access to now, I don't know what I'd turn into. I know. I felt <laughs> like I was the last generation that I remember getting the iPhone where you could look up the internet in yeah. your bed yeah. alone. Yeah. Um, I think I was like 14 by the time it happened. So I at least yeah. had foundation of who I was. Right. Yeah. And I, then I dove into that terrible world <laughs> and it definitely had an effect, but now it's like immediate. It's like yeah. as soon as they're born, they're. Yeah. Jumping. I mean, I had cable TV in my bedroom as a kid and that was considered, you know, Oh, why are you letting your kid watch that whenever he wants? You know, that was, that was a yeah. thing in the eighties. Same. Oh, this is like my first, I'm getting old. type of. <laughs> we had the box TV. <laughs> Couldn't move it too heavy. It's true. It's all true. But it's it's just like, a, yeah, like he couldn't watch. Oh, he's got Cinemax in his bedroom. Oh my goodness. My mom had a water bed when I was a kid. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. How old school is that? Yeah. I, those are weird because I I I think people thought water beds were like good for having sex in, but I, I mean, yeah, I, it seems I, to be associated with that community but, a little bit. That's I, not what my mom had one. I hope. <laughs> I don't know, but I also think a waterbed isn't good for. Don't you want something that's going to kind of push back if you're push? I mean, I. I think all the things that thought it would be good for it was the complete <laughs> yeah. opposite. They're like, it'll be great for your back, and it mutilated <laughs> everyone's back. Yeah, it was a bad idea. Was, I get the I get the idea though. It's a good pitch. Right. I'd fall for it too. Yeah, the waterbed. What the hell? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so uh, so I take it. Uh, oh, we were talking uh, just before you came on. Uh, you know, in SNL and everything, you got this writer strike, actor yes. strike going on currently. I mean, how's that affecting you? It shut everything down aside from stand up. Thank yeah. God, I. Yeah, thank God, I can do stand up. Right. Uh, yeah, I. It's just, you know, everyone's striking. No one's doing any jobs. Uh, I know very little of everything. Mm-hmm. I've read the stuff, but I'm sure there's details that I'm. Yeah. But it's a pretty big deal, and it's a good little moment in history where it's an opportunity to turn the corner. Yeah. Descend further into robotic. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It is. Well, I, I remember like there'd be past strikes, uh, and then they'd still do the late night shows with no jokes. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I'm I don't think they're doing that now because I always love those shows. I thought those shows were so interesting. Yeah, like yeah. The, co- the old Conan ones, where yeah, he's spinning coins on his desk yeah, and stuff, just doing weird stuff. Like, just we can't write anything. We're just gonna sit here and improvise for a while. And yeah, that's interesting. It's a very unique opportunity, like something that won't happen again. Yeah, I don't know. Are they doing those shows right now? No, because I tune them in sometimes. Like I'll, I forgot like last week, and I'm like, I wonder who's on late night tonight. And I'm like flipping around, and it's like these shows are like from Christmas. I'm like, well, what are they showing these? And I'm like, oh yeah. I guess with SAG striking, they can't. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that was very weird. I, oh, I wish they'd do something like that, but I guess it's just cheaper to run the reruns. I don't know. Cheaper to run the reruns, and maybe it'll end the strike sooner if we don't mm-hmm. do. Thing. Yeah. Well, I take it. Uh, I take it. SNL is. Uh, you still got a little bit of time on that one before that gets. Yeah, affected. I think we started. I think we're off for another month or two, no matter what. Yeah. 
I'm just hoping it gets wrapped up before the season starts. Yeah, that'd be nice. Or as soon as possible for everybody, all my friends that yes. can't work right now. Or it's more comedy on the road for you, Michael. That's what it's going to be. You know, I <laughs> love doing. That's what I always. Yeah, I know. Thought I would be doing forever, and so it's yeah. That's all good. Yeah, have you but been I to do Detroit? Want my friends to be able to work, and I want to do SNL again. I miss I miss doing SNL. It's your, is this your first time in Detroit for comedy? It is. No, okay. First time in Michigan, I think. Michigan. No, I've been to Michigan as a kid once. Okay. Yeah, because you grew up in Arizona. Is that Do I have that correct? Grew up in Arizona. Yeah, Michigan's pretty different from there, I take it. Yeah, we would yeah. always fly somewhere really different for vacation. And yeah. I think Michigan was one of them. We saw the Great, the great Lake. <laughs> There's five Great Lakes. The, well, we saw one of them. You saw one of them. They're all it the was same. pretty great. Seen one, you've seen them all, Michael. It was a no pretty difference. big lake. <laughs> <laughs> you probably went to the Traverse City area, maybe. I don't know. Something yeah, like I couldn't see the end of it. It looked like the ocean. <laughs> it pretty much is. But uh, <laughs> but you'll have a good time at the Comedy Castle if you don't know about it. I've heard it. Yeah. it's got a great reputation. Yeah. All the comics love it. Yeah. I'm very excited for the Comedy Castle. Yeah. Take some time to look at the pictures on the wall. It'll blow you away. Who's been there? The, that's a cool thing about SNL too, is all the pictures oh on the wall God. there. Yeah, I could imagine. And then your dumb face is next to him. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> we'll put your face up at the comedy castle too. You can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll put I you, love that too. We'll put you next to Gary Shandling. I don't know. I can't know. wait. Got to come up with my funny little note that I signed <laughs> on my face. Yeah, and then uh, we have the wall you signed too. So you know, prepare love for it. that. Yes, I can't wait. The best wall is, uh, I'm not even going to say what it says, but speaking of, we, we already spoke of them, Norm McDonald's part of the wall, I like to show the other comics when they get there. So I would love to see that part yes, of the wall. Yes, I will, I will make sure to point that out to you when I see you this little week. piece of comedy history. It is. It was, uh, yeah, he was so fun. And uh, uh, so, yeah, um, this weekend we've got, I think, four shows with you. And... Uh, yeah. Yeah, is it, it four or five? I think it's four. I just looked at the calendar before. Four shows. Well, let's sell them all out. We'll add that fifth show. How's that? That sounds great. <laughs> let's do it, Michigan. It's not Come up on, to Detroit. Me. Come on, Detroit. Is there any? Is there? Let me ask you this: Is there any Detroit stuff you wanted to see while you're in town? Because some people uh, anything. Is Eminem available to go see? Can you um, just go see him, or is he kind of private? I don't know if you can see him. He has a yeah. he has a restaurant that he owns called Mom's Spaghetti. Based on uh, yeah, the that's lose right. yourself. Yeah. So you can I go to that. To mom's spaghetti, yeah. You can go to that for sure. He po- Actually, I, I I said this, I think, to the last guy I interviewed because we were talking about him. But he popped up at the Ed Sheeran concert that I was at two weeks ago. And okay. did, did some songs with Ed. So that's... I, I think that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I thought it was too. And uh, people went fucking crazy because it's Eminem and no one ever sees him. Yeah, and then he did a couple songs with Ed, and everyone went nuts. But uh, right. but you can go to Eight Mile. You can go to there's nothing to really see on Eight Mile, but uh, you can go to Eight Mile. There's strip clubs and liquor stores. You can go to one of those. Um, that's, that's my speed. <laughs> Mom's my usual yeah. road business. Right. Take at the strip club for lunch. But you'll be you'll be on Eleven Mile basically. That's where we're at. Um, okay. So All right, cool. a little north of that, north, north side, it gets, I will just take suggestions from <laughs> the locals. Yeah. Let me know what I got to do. I don't know what you got to do, but whatever it is, like I said, we'll be there. We'll tell you what to do. 
All right. right. But uh, you're going to have a good time. I'm excited to have you. Um, I'm excited to come. Yeah, man. I just, uh, I watched, spent the last two days watching you on SNL and all of your clips. And did I do uh, okay? Oh, no. It's super funny, man. Thanks, man. They put you on uh, update to Mm -hmm. essentially do what was kind of a version of your stand up on your first show. Am I correct about that? Yes, that I mean, was very nice of them. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, that shows. That was awesome. I think that's an endorsement right there, if nothing else. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good moment. That was a good night. Can't do better than that. So come see Michael this weekend, everybody. Thanks so much for talking to me, Michael. It was super fun. Thank you for having All me. All right, I'll, we'll see you. Uh, I'll see you this weekend. All right, man. Thanks. Sounds good. Thank you. That's a humble guy for you, Michael Longfellow. So who knows. Like I said, catch him. (laughs) He's still on his ascent. Catch him on the way up. Not on the way down. No, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, he's a funny dude. So come check, catch, check out Michael this week, this weekend. And also I thought it was very interesting in there. If you know, as I said, I've been a a student of Saturday Night Live that he just did stand up to get on the show. That was that was really cool to hear, too. That was interesting. Usually I've heard these interviews and it's like making you do characters and celebrity impressions. And there was none of that. So that sounds fun. I don't know. Good way to get on the show. And they're using them well, I think. Michael Longfellow. So come out this weekend. Catch Michael. Oh, I'll be there. I'm feeling good. I'm back on the, on the, on the mend. Working at the club. We had a really fun weekend with Nick Mullen, a whole bunch of people in there we sold out pretty much every show so get your tickets for michael longfellow because they're gonna go they're gonna go quickly i think if they haven't already come see him and check out this show remember you can subscribe i think i mentioned this earlier show's now on spotify so if you got the spotify and you want to stream the show through there go ahead and subscribe to us on spotify of course apple podcasts google podcast wherever you get podcasts you should be able to get the comedy castle podcast all right all right so again Thanks to Michael Longfellow for joining us. Thanks for you for joining us every week. Uh, Thanks to Mark Ridley for running the darn best club in the country. It was good to see Mark last weekend, too. And uh, what can I say? Come this weekend. You'll have a good time. I guarantee it. Great opening acts. Dante Lillard, TJ Worry, and Michael Longfellow. It's going to be a great show. Come on out, all right? We'll go to 8 Mile after. Go to the strip club with Michael. That'll be fun, right? I don't know. We'll catch you there at the club and next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.